Issue number 29 of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Andy, the head honcho of this ball of wax. And with me are my co-hosts, Shane, master of quack foo. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and and Rory, the holy goosh. Ooh, yeah, baby. That's the goosh. That's the goosh everybody's, everybody's, everybody's angling for. That's the one they want. Can I, can I use my duck foo on your goosh? It's quack Dude. foo, first quack, of all. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, as long as you've got consent, I think anything goes really there. That's why I was asking. I was yeah. asking for consent. Before going full quack foo on your goose. <laughs> <laughs> you never go full quack foo. That's crazy. Today, we read comics that feature Adam Warlock, the X-Men, Howard the Duck, and the Eternals, and they take us from February through July of 1976, and during this time, Apple Computer is founded by Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. The Supreme Court rules in favor of once again reaffirming the constitutionality of the death penalty, woo, and uh, I couldn't find any fun facts, so the American Basketball Association and the National Basketball Association finally agree to their merger. It's another week of Andy's bummers. <laughs> it's not Andy's bummers. The ABA, the ABA was a sad organization. They rolled themselves into the NBA. We lost the fun red, white, and blue Patriot balls, but we gained four more teams for the NBA. Oh, I thought the red, white, and blue balls was just the Har- a, Har- a Harlem Globetrotters thing. <laughs> no, that was that was like the official ball of the ABA. I think the That's the fun. red, white, and blue. They had yeah. their own official ball. Yeah, no, they were a totally different organization. <sighs> That's still goofy as shit, and I love it. Like, what if? if, if, That's like if if the the what's the what are the two the the American League and what's the other the National National League the National League and the National League just played with green balls like yeah (laughs) yeah their stitches are in like a plus pattern, not that fun other pattern that we do for the for the regular baseballs. I mean, sports are already full of so many weird and, and like, arcane we-do-it-because-they-did-it-a-hundred-years-ago kind of reasons that I totally believe it. And honestly, I'd be down. If someone told me that the National League was bringing back their original ball design, I wouldn't even Google it. I'd just go, yeah, that's probably (laughs) real. (laughs) We have to stop talking about sports because it is homophobic and it is Pride Month. You need to stop. (laughs) You have to get Things me out of this hell. Things you don't like aren't homophobic. You have to get me out of this ball hell. <laughs> you can't talk about balls during Pride Month. Let's talk about Warlock. It's uh, it's definitely cut. happening. It's cut it. We cut it. That's we did what happened. cut it. We cut it yeah. just now. Yep. We're not. You okay? Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> Warlock this week was trying. It was. Re- 
there's just a lot of space moping and text. <laughs> uh, no, but there was one beautiful jewel in the middle of horny Pip the troll trying to get some. This I love this. I love this. Me too. This is so goofy. Uh, so uh, Pip has been just philandering after. So they defeat Thanos and Dark Dark Magus and the In Betweener. Uh, yeah, who cares all, how that happens? Kind of. Who even fucking cares? And they just go off. They just go off on a bend on a bender. <laughs> they go on a five day bender, and we catch up with them where Pip is seated promptly on a on a on a buff woman's lap. Yes, Mama. I think mama. he calls her Mama. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's been uh, not. It's fun that it's fun what they don't tell us. He's been apparently availing himself of all sorts of fun vices over the last several days. And it's alluded to that Warlock has been indulging as well, although we don't yeah, see it. Yeah, it does. Right? Like it's but weird. They say but we've if... been partying for five days straight. <laughs> yeah, and at some point, Pip got a hold of one of Adam Warlock's like wristbands and had some like weird fun with it. I don't know what they're implying with that at all. It's not like his powers come from his wristbands. Do they? I have no idea. It was very, it's very odd, but it's also just fun. It seems like Jim Starlin was like, you know what? I like Pip the Troll most. Pip the Troll and his buff girlfriend start a bar fight. (laughs) (laughs) And then (laughs) Pip promptly fucks off from the bar fight. He's got no interest in getting clocked on the head. Uh, so he goes out of the bar where he meets a woman in a flying space car who's uh, chained to the car and she's hot and she's uh, tells him that uh, she's looking for a you know a buff dude to save her. <laughs> Look, she's an escort. I, she's like a yeah. Right? She is yeah. she is in a pleasure ship. It's a fucking space palanquin. We we, we are connecting two dots that are not said. This is a woman right. chained to a pleasure ship. <laughs> And her name is Heater Delight. <laughs> Hi, yeah, I'm Heater. Heater Delight. Her name is Heater Delight. Where you can't tell me that those dots are not connected for you. That is a lie. <laughs> well, what I love at the end of this, so so he goes on this. He goes on this adventure to, to prove himself to the hot babe, uh, <laughs> who has promised him unbelievable pleasure. And what she meant was she can have the fuck car she was chained to. Yeah, this great car. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, and he's like. <laughs> There is an incredible line where her like owner, this like buff, this giant. angry dude named Proboscis, Proboscis yeah. the giant, the, the procurer, yeah, Proboscis the procurer shows up, and Pip is like peeking out of this this pleasure car, and he goes, "Damn, just like I figured, he's more than three feet tall." <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so funny. <laughs> Oh. But Pip does manage to defeat the giant. Yes, he does. He really does. I don't know. It's not. It's not that fun. The fight. It's kind of Looney Tunes. But it's pretty uh, Looney Tunes. But I really did enjoy the ending where she gives him her. She gives him this like soiled pleasure gar. <laughs> yeah. And did you notice? This is like the weirdest, most like untrumpeted crossover of like anything that we've ever seen so far in Marvel. I think. The it turns out Heater uh, Heater Delight has a boyfriend already, and he shows up, and she's like, "Oh, thank God! I didn't ask him to save me because I didn't want his face to maybe get hurt." And they fly off together. She didn't want to date somebody with a busted face, <laughs> and she's blue and has a tail. Yeah, but her boyfriend is Eros, Thanos's fucking brother, Eros the Titan. <laughs> so like, that was weird. 
He just kind of shows up and flies off with the hot blue babe and Pip's like, I have a new car now. <laughs> <laughs> this car that, that the chick he liked and Eros have just been banging in for who knows how long. Oh, God, it was so funny. And on either side is just such dour, bad <laughs> just, warlock content. Yeah, just really awful warlock content. Warlock is so good when warlock isn't in it. Yeah, that really goes to show it's the amount of just pointless text, like text, like long scrawling text broods that he goes on every issue mm-hmm. is unsustainable. Yeah, it adds also nothing. I, I tested it out and I was like, I'm so done with this that I'm going to skim this issue and I'm barely going to read like any of the text. I followed it just fine. It was fine. Yeah. And. And the bits of text that you do read, it's not like it's like some sort of incredible prose that Jim Starlin has crafted. He's no Shakespeare over here. He's just writing to hear himself write. And it's like, yeah, no, no, I'm not going to read your text boxes. So, yeah, no, it was not. It was not a good experience. Uh, (laughs) I apologize again. (laughs) So Howard the Duck. Howard. <laughs> Howard. Okay, Shane, so sh- full full disclosure, Shane picked the order that we wanted to discuss things in today, and I think Shane did it in order of his increasing enjoyment. And I disagree with his placement of Howard because I actually had a great time with Howard. Well, uh, no, hang on. I had a good time with Howard too, but I I just feel like if you hadn't given us a single issue of the Eternals, like if you had cut all of Warlock and uh-huh. we read four issues of the Eternals instead, I I probably would have put Howard the Duck further up. But it, like, mm. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I don't know. I had nothing uh, to I had nothing to base it off because nothing happens in the Eternals book. I, no, yeah, it doesn't. The Eternals, it is, really Eternals doesn't. is a completely. Bl- it's it. I guess we may as well talk about Eternals because nothing happens. It's uh, nothing yeah. happens. We can discuss it. It, it because it's issue one, and for some reason, Marvel thinks that kids love nothing more than backstory. <laughs> kids fucking love backstory. But even the backstory was barely there. Yeah, you know what's a really really good strategy for an issue one. Is, like with new characters that you've never ever met is uh, still not meet them. Still don't still really not meet them. meet them. Still not meet them and yep. still don't explain them and have the explanation be kind of come back for issue two to get it. So what was issue one about? I feel like sunglasses, sunglasses, man. I think he's probably an eternal, but otherwise I have no idea what's going on. Oh yeah. Icarus. Yeah. Oh, did oh, they name the, him? the very last page, Rory, the very last four panels is him being like, surprise, I'm Icarus. Gotcha. Yeah, because his name's Ike Harris. And he's like, so if you shove those words together, see how clever I am? I'm Icarus. It's Icarus. Ike Harris. Ike, 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 Icarus. Are you telling me that in ancient Greece, there was a guy named Ike Harris? <laughs> <laughs> Goofy. I imagine that he's uh, massaged his civilian identity as the years go by. Sure, this is a Frank Drake situation. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, no, he's real. He's Icarus. He's old. I think, yeah, so he's he's an eternal. Um, he's going to be played. Oh, who plays him in the upcoming movie? Uh, I think Icarus is, is Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. I think that's who it is. Hmm. Um, the actor is Richard Madden, I think is his name. Anyway. Isn't Icarus most famous for fucking dying right away? <laughs> dying in the sun? I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing absolutely nothing and then dying. 
That's what I thought I remembered too. Fine. Maybe the, they'll give him a whole issue where they explain that he flew really close to the sun and then just pretended to die. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It'll be fine. Any anyway, skip it. Still not an A-list myth. Yeah. <laughs> we're uh, no. We're gonna talk more about Eternals next week when we actually get the premise in issue two. But for now, let's talk about Howard. Howard the Duck. We got <sighs> a lot. Actually... So I kind of uh, similar to Warlock. I kind of like the second one with the turnip man, but the rest were dog shit. Yeah, the rest were kind of nonsense burgers. Yeah, I had, I have fun with with Howard so far in that I really like his sort of everything is very like weird and fantastical in like a really controlled small street level way. It's it's not like Doctor Strange, but it feels a little bit like Doctor Strange, where he's just oh, like Turnip Man was first, actually, wasn't it? Turnip Man was first. Yeah. yeah. So issue two, yeah. issue two is fucking Turnip Man, where this <laughs> this guy that's not Beverly's boyfriend but is one of Beverly's friends uh, just finds an alien turnip. This is the you know this is the seventies. It's uh we don't we don't have to put labels on it anymore because she definitely bangs she definitely bangs Arthur and I think uh, bangs Howard. Yes, she does. Yeah, oh, I yeah, think yeah. that's possible. Yeah, I think she bangs that little duck with his corkscrew. I dick. think. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, and it's, it's interesting. It is, uh, the, the, the turnip and Arthur have this weird, like telepathic conversation. It's like, it's like Venom kind of, it's this sort of symbiotic monster that's sort of in his brain, but hasn't really fully taken over. It's got the body Mm -hmm. and speaks to him and sometimes for him. It's cool. He calls him, he calls him the meat. What do they call male meat or man? Arthur meat. Uh, Arthur meat. He's Arthur Arthur meat. meat. I didn't expect to like the Turnip Man because it felt like it was going to be, uh, you know, that sort of like, we're so random. Look, our the, the villain's goofy. He's a turnip. How uh-huh. silly. How silly are we? We made a we made a villain out of a turnip. <laughs> but I actually liked him as a spooky alien. Totally. They they have this realization where the uh, they, they think that they, they have what each other lacks because Arthur is like, oh, well. I'm kind it's of got no turn I'm kind of a nothing burger and I want I want like bravery and heroism and you seem really self-assured and the turnip's like oh that's so funny cuz I don't have a body and I want to fuck and <laughs> and that's what they that's that's their deal and so they merge and I'm not shitting you it's on the page turnip man as the turnip fucks Beverly for 54 minutes straight and then she says, you sure can sustain a level of arousal, Arthur. And <laughs> I didn't expect that on the page for this podcast. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Bev's, uh, Bev's, you know, like I said, she's uh, she's a liberated woman. Yep. Mm-hmm. She goes ham on that turnip. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't go ham on turnips every now and then? Like, for real. <laughs> You got a real turnip head. Can um, we talk? Well, hang on. If, can we talk? Can we talk about kidney grandma? Kidney grandma is very strange. She's just wouldn't shut about her kidneys. Can we talk about kidney grandma? Because so like in the whole the turnip dude showing up and like saving the bus that everybody's on. There is this fucking weird mm-hmm. character, which it, it just this whole character stays in the rest of the comic. She gets mad at Howard for smoking on the bus, which is pretty legitimate beef. But then she then for some reason, her kidneys get brought up. I, did we used to think that smoking was bad for kidneys? <laughs> I don't know. I don't but know she how it everything's bad for kidneys. But then she will not shut up about her kidneys for the rest of the issue. 
honestly, it was kind of funny in like an absurd way because it happened so much that I by the end I was just like I was laughing every time she found a way to just bring the conversation yeah, back to around bring to it her back kidneys. Up. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh but yeah, Turnip Man. It does it's weird. These these plots in Howard don't seem to really get that big of a resolution. We just sort of show up and then have something weird go on and, and then we move on the next uh, month. Yeah. Did the but, other two even bear any conversation? I didn't really take anything away from them. Yeah, let's they see, because kind of, issue issue three was the Quack Fu one where he gets Fu. trained by some sort of mystical martial arts guy to and get then revenge. Bullies running around. Yeah, it was sort of a. It was real weird. Yeah, kind of a strange one with a guy named Count Macho who dies at the end. Yeah. Um, and then issue four was the one with the artist that keeps falling asleep, <laughs> and then it turns out he he's a he's a vigilante hero working through his aggression uh, in his sleep that he refuses to get out when he's awake. Uh, which is a interesting concept, I guess. It's 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 actually kind of funny when he does like this whole monologue for two pages about his backstory, and at the beginning of it, Howard's like, "Oh fuck, backstory monologue." <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of amusing the way he described his like I don't know I mean it's basically like narcolepsy right where he's like I slept through my first kiss, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of nothing. He basically looks like Ebenezer Scrooge the whole time. Yeah, it's it's a it's a less funny, less interesting Turnip Man situation. Neither of these were funny. Yeah, and neither of them were horny. And I thought that was the whole point of Howard the Duck was to be funny and horny. And they were just yeah. kind of they were just kind of uh, uh, what do you call it? A pulp cereal? Like he, it's a little silly. <laughs> it's a little mm-hmm. silly that he goes on a kung fu adventure. Am but... I Howard the Duck? <laughs> <laughs> funny and horny. <laughs> Because, yeah, I mean, you're right. Issue two, issue two with Turnip Man is very funny and very horny. And then it just, both of those things go away. So, yeah, I don't know. Don't know how to feel about it. How about X-Men? We finish up with X-Men and I, I, it has gotten way better. I had my complaints last week. It is, it is showing up this time. These three rocks. I will say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're all really, is, really entertaining. Is, uh, you know, out, out for the world to see, but like. I like them a lot. Yeah. The action is a lot more forefront and interesting, uh, first of all. Like they're they're not they're not doing what a bunch of other Marvel comics do where we like sit around and pontificate about a bunch of weird shit with a bunch of text boxes. When there's text boxes, it's describing action. Nobody's moping in space. Yeah, yes. And I'm I'm really into it. I, I was really into the action this week and we've got some some fun character stuff going on. Uh some big mustache twirling villains. We go to space. I don't know. It all it all felt really classic. Like like the like we finally yeah. started to hit that vibe that the '90s cartoon was was adapting. Mm-hmm. I found myself not skipping text boxes in the X Men. Right? Isn't that yes. such a good indicator? It it really is. Because and it's, they, one of those... it's also I think. I mean, you're right. It's it's they're better, but I also felt like Claremont has a much better sense of like not going to fucking town on putting them in every single panel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, like they're there for a yeah. reason, and, and they're not always present. I I really like the plotting of these. It's not it's not wildly more complicated or interesting than anything else that we're reading, but I like the the sort of structure of like we've got probably around at least three different like interesting plot threads going at any given time, and one of them is like a slow burn where Professor X is like 
having nightmares about a potential future alien invasion, but he doesn't like understand any of the details. And so he's not telling anybody really yet. And the nightmare seems to either be some, either some sort of premonition, but like a, some sort of like predatory premonition. Like he can't stop. He, he can't stop the dream even when he's like lucid. Yeah. It's scary. Mm -hmm. And so that's really interesting. And he's like taking a vacation and like trying to sort of like get his mind back together. Cause he's like feeling a little, unsteady but he hasn't told any of the x-men about it yet uh and then there's like various romance things starting at uh or like progressing we've, we've got uh what is it banshee and moira are for sure doing it and <laughs> oh god and i love that we keep seeing fucking colossus and nightcrawler go off to troll for ladies all the time they keep just like everyone it's like the second they get free time everyone's like oh let's hang out and they're like we're gone and if you don't see us tonight don't call <laughs> i i stand them so hard me too they're they're great they're a great buddy oh cop God. couple and there's 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 definitely <laughs> but there's also there's there's um what do you call it uh homoerotic vibes between them for like they're the they're the boys Mm-hmm. You think Nightcrawler uh, just likes to ride around on his shoulders and like play play with his ear with his tail? Yeah, I think he does. <laughs> uh, but then I I also really liked whether it's a friendship or a, a crush. Either way, it kind of was nice. Uh, Colossus's relationship with Storm, and that is new to me. Yeah, it definitely seemed like he was crushing, but it seemed a little crushy. But he also calls her his friend, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they sort of catch, they sort of call him on it, like, just your friend, huh, Colossus? But when he thinks she died in space, and then he just gives her a big old bear hug when they when she's, like, alive? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And his really big cool. metal grin, his big white grin. Mm-hmm. I love when boys show me their big metal teeth. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite thing on a guy? Ooh, it has to be the metal teeth, I think. Definitely the big metal teeth. <laughs> Uh, there's a, there's, it's funny. There's a, there's a scene in here that is hornier than most of Howard the Duck where, uh, Gene is. Oh yeah. Scott and Gene do some real PDA and then Stan and Kirby walk by and <laughs> Stan and Kirby walk by and like, ugh. <laughs> they wouldn't have, no. they wouldn't be making out in public if I still had the title. <laughs> no no thank you Jean, Jean later on is like they're making their great escape and she's trying to tear her dress so she can run better and Wolverine's like I'll help and he tears her dress like hella short and she's like what are you doing not that short and he just does a face take to the camera like <laughs> <laughs> he does he does laugh about it after but I read it kind of different because she was trying to tear it for like you know, mobility purposes. And I yeah. feel like him as just this sort of like no nonsense soldier was kind of like, yeah, of course I got you. And then she's like, bro, uh-huh. <laughs> so short. <laughs> you you wanted to be able to run, right? So shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then he definitely cheeses at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it particularly worth talking about the, the, um, the bad guy plot at all. I I, I liked this. I liked all these, and we've we've been sort of jumping around. The first issue is mm-hmm. um, we meet this guy called uh, Eric the Red, who was I guess a villain in an earlier <laughs> comics that was also Cyclops. Yeah. and I don't. We must have not read this because this is all no, new we to me. We definitely didn't. And he has sort of uh, gone into uh, 
Havoc and Polaris's mind and turn them bad. Yeah. In an interesting way, um, because then Scott and Havoc have to fight, and Scott doesn't want to kill Havoc. They're brothers! They're brothers! It doesn't seem to resolve, though, right? Like, they just sort no, of run away. No, it doesn't. Away they, they, and... they leave it hanging, because in the second issue, they bring it back up. It doesn't... Nothing happens plot-wise with it, but... They're talking about mm-hmm. about about Scott and Alex. Yeah, they mention it at one yeah. point during 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 ice skating in Rockefeller Plaza. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, they are. They they have a big fight above Rockefeller Center. Yeah, with with the Sentinels. I, I I don't know. I feel like they have not done this sort of thing very often in the comics that we've read. Like fun, recognizable set piece battles. Like, uh, yeah, that's that's a, a staple later. I don't know about set piece battles, but I feel like X, X-Men has a, oftentimes opened on them going on a field trip. Just, yeah, totally. Totally. Do you guys think that X-Men is just a magic school bus? It kind of is. It's definitely magic school. But the, it, mm, if, mm. if Professor Xavier and Miss Frizzle were like the same character. Oh, is that anything? Professor Frizz Xavier. Frizz Xavier. No, turns out. Hey, hey, Shane. I went. I went and I checked. It, it's nothing. It, it was the nothing. Sentinels kidnap uh, Wolverine and Jean. Uh, about half the crew. Uh, Aurora. No, and Banshee. She goes to space. How does Banshee fly? It, well, he's got a wingsuit. <laughs> you know, wingsuit. Yep. Yeah, I understand that he has a wingsuit, <laughs> but everyone is like, "Oh, fly up and save me." How does he do it? Well, he's a Good mutant question. with a wingsuit. I don't. Maybe he screams at the ground. I think he should. He I think he should do like up. sonic jets. Is no, that... he just it's, it's no, he's just he just flies. It's it's really not not that sign. The, the X Men is one of the few places where their commitment to reality is is incredibly loose. Okay, yeah. So don't think about it. He's an Irishman who screams and flies. He's <laughs> no. There's this. There's this professor that we meet. Uh, we met him actually a couple issues ago last week. The uh, what is his name? Like Doctor Lane, Professor Lane, or something? Or I forget his name. He's and, a uh, he's a sort of nondescript white man. Yeah. Oh, he's, Lang. He's no, Lang is the, yeah, Lang is the Skibuki guy. I thought you meant Professor X's doctor friend. Oh no, 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 not that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So Lang, Lang seems like maybe he's a former Nazi type person, and he's doing some spooky anti mutant experiments. And he's the one controlling the Sentinels, and he's got this orbital space base that maybe is affiliated with S.H.I.E.L.D., and that's not really super clear right now. But the sort of cliffhanger that we're left at at the end of these uh, three issues is that, and uh, help me if you guys understood this more than I did, it's like either he's recreated or he has brainwashed the original X-Men, and they're there to fight. It is It is. It's for sure not clear. Um, okay. But I, I I think a clone is not a bad guess since we see Professor X standing on two legs. True. Now that's a scary prospect, Professor X. But he can walk. Uh, but I so I liked I I liked uh, so he's taken some of the X Men up to space and the rest finally find him because uh, they were scanning Earth for, with Cerebro and, and couldn't find him find their their right. friends mm-hmm. and then the Professor X's average white man friend tells them they're in space <laughs> and then they can find it they find Peter, the space yeah. station. <laughs> Dr. Peter. <laughs> uh, anyway, they go to space. There's a space duel with the Sentinels. The part I wanted to get to that I thought was so cool yeah, uh, was that uh, Storm is like Super Saiyan in space because she's got yeah! like... It was really rad. Where she's, yeah, she's, she's like, sh- I can control normal storms, but can I control solar flares? She's got rain and wind on Earth, but in space she's got fucking space storms. <laughs> yeah. 
that was really cool. The storm's fucking OP. And I kind of love it. I'm there for it. That's what, I, But that's kind of what I mean, right? Like, their action has just been more interesting and, like, character-focused and, you know... I, any other any other thing that we've been reading when they when they come back together, it's like, oh, thank God everyone's alive. But like this, this has now added like, oh, we ha- we get that moment that you mentioned of like Colossus bear hugging Storm and like, you know, these great character moments that make them actually feel like a like a team that has. And a, that... Storm's got, I think, at the very least, like visually, one of the coolest powers in all of, like the Marvel mythos, right? Yes. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, summoning wind is always kind of lame, but like <laughs> the just the rain and the lightning on the page always looks fucking rad as shit. Yeah, well, and it's the one that you know in person would be maybe the freakiest because it's like it's more like a godlike power. Totally, right? like, yeah. Like fuck, that's the weather, and now there's a hurricane here and like dark clouds. Back in Africa, she was you know they all thought she was some sort of witch, right? Not- exactly. You don't think Scott's a witch. So it's got, it's definitely got like witchy vibes. Totally. Yeah. No, I'm, I really, I really dug it. It was a lot of fun. What do we, well, okay. So, so before we do, before we do the thing that we always do, that, that is, is Shane's great pleasure in life. But we can't say it yet. <laughs> we can't say it yet. Before we do that thing, are we cutting anything today? I mean, this is the end of Warlock, right? Cause we definitely have to really for sure cut Warlock if this is not. <laughs> I think there might be a couple more issues. There's not. No, uh, cut it. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking done. You can't you can't pull one over my eyeballs anymore. We put up with it for two months. Two full months. And you, and you just keep saying it's too hard to cut it. And we keep being like, I will believe you, but it's 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 the end. It's the end. Yeah, it's the, the end. end of Adam Warlock. It does not exist. Uh, okay, I'll read I it. I could do case. at least one more week of Howard. If there's yeah. if it's three duds again, I'll probably be done with it. But if we get like one turnip man and two that are really easy to scam, I can live with that. <laughs> uh-huh. One one turnip man and two warlocks, then yeah. <laughs> Well, because the at least the quest, both the second, the third and the yeah, issues three and four of, of um Howard the Duck took me ten minutes to read because there's just it's a lot uh, yeah. of a lot of goofy running around and, and slapping stuff. Yeah, totally. Little duck sounds. All right. Okay. Okay. No more warlock until he yes! shows up in, in other titles. <laughs> yes. No more warlock. Oh God. Jesus. All right. We will. We'll uh, next week. We'll be getting the introduction of Nova. So we'll have another one to sort of be a- analyzing while we actually get context for Eternals. Yeah, and Nova's rad. And um, I don't want to cut Eternals yet because we actually haven't really read anything. But I'm not no. really impressed with what we read. You know, I would no, not yet. In a world where that was three issues, I would definitely cut it. Right, but it was one, so I'll give it another. I'll let it. I'll let it strike itself out. Totally. I want to read. I want to read a little bit into Eternals next week, just so that we can talk about it and like maybe. I'm hoping it gets good. It's Kirby's. It's Kirby's first comic as like a headline writer, right? Yeah, uh, totally. Since Captain America. Basically, yeah, and uh, and and like I mentioned earlier, we're getting a movie later this year, like a very star-studded movie with like fucking Angelina Jolie and Kumail Nanjiani and like Jon Snow and shit. Yeah, no, I'm 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 very excited about it. Anyway, cool. Uh, we'll cut Warlock. Goodbye, Warlock. Ding. Good fucking ding, ding, ding. bye, Warlock. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Oh, hello, welcome, welcome to this week's a fuck Mary kill. Where we have one of the gun, one of the bum, and one who is the one. 
Listen, I have two characters from Howard the Duck on this list. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. If, if anything, have... that title is probably gonna be good at giving you fodder for this. Yes, I have two two characters from Howard the Duck. The first of which is the kidney grandma. Okay, listen. <laughs> Where kidney grandma goes on the list. Boom, done. Okay, boom, done. Got him. Done. Uh, second, the fucking turnip man. Are you yes. kidding me? Yes, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Turnip Man is just literally everything. And third, <laughs> last but not least, we have the Nightcrawler slash Colossus combo. You get them both. Oh, Ooh, now you this get them is both. Fun. They always okay. have to be touching, though. They're always touching. <laughs> Got it. It's sort of like a weird little playground rule. Yeah. But they have to go into timeout if they ever break contact. Yes. Okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, Shane, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. In what world would I not kill Kidney Grandma? I just, I just need to know. I need to know. <laughs> I feel like sometimes he puts a dark horse in there just in case we don't kill it. Like he gets to find out something really disturbing about you. I don't know, Andy. What kind of a world do you think we live in if you don't kill Kidney Grandma? I just. Are you going to choose violence today, Andy? I'm not <laughs> choosing I'm not choosing violence. I'm just I'm just If I don't kill Kidney Grandma, I don't know who I'd kill because This one to me feels pretty easy. Uh you got to kill Kidney Grandma, right? Yeah. Do you got But do you have to kill Kidney well, Grandma? Well, I would guys? love to hear your side of it, but I feel like you have to kill Kidney Grandma. <laughs> Please continue, Rory. Tell me what else you do. Well, you've and then I think you of course fuck Turnip Man because we have we've actually got like on you know on the record how how long he can keep his erection for. <laughs> and and I have to tell you, I bet we could do this podcast for the next thirty years and read Marvel comics, and I don't think we'd ever have a more explicit example of how someone fucks for this segment. <laughs> <laughs> and Bev seemed pretty, or Bev seemed like pretty take, like she was, she had no complaints, right? Right. Right. So I think you fucked the turnip man. <laughs> and yeah. he's going to call, and he's going to keep calling you meat. And I love being degraded. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're basing your experience off of Bev's experience. I know. I hope. I don't well, think I that's wa- fair. I want him to tell me to shut up meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then you, and then you marry the combo of Kurt and Pietro. You have to marry. You have to marry Kurt and, P- and Pietro, not Pietro. Pieter. Piotr. 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 How do you fucking say that in Russian? P i o t r. How do you pronounce that? Plorch. They just call him Peter on the page because I think they're often it's interchangeable. Yeah. Piotr and Peter. Uh, in in the in the space of X Men, I don't know that uh, a person named. Piotr would necessarily <laughs> consider them interchangeable. Oh, totally, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, of course you marry them. As much as as much fun as it would be to also fuck them, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that's still on the table and they're not like I'm not like their you know third who doesn't get to party all the time. <laughs> but that's but that's okay. But that is like a the real worry. thing that could. It's a happen. real possibility that this is really going to be. I'm going to be excluded. I'm going to be the like dangling end of the mo- of the polycule who doesn't get to hang all the time. So <laughs> wait a minute. Are we implying that maybe Kurt and Peter are like those couples on Tinder who you swipe over and they're like, we're just looking for someone to add on to our. Yeah, little, you, know? I, you, you are the third wheel for sure. But I'm hoping it's a tricycle situation and not a three wheeled <laughs> bicycle. Right. 
and or not like What's a bicycle and a guy you drive by on the street. Oh, like, seen, <laughs> the difference, the difference, Shane, is that a, if you take a wheel off of a off of a tricycle, it it, it falls over, and a three wheeled bicycle is fucking fine. I gotta, I gotta say that kidney grandma has coming around. Given, are you coming around? I'm not. I'm not coming around to kidney grandma. It probably. sounds like you are. It sounds. I'm like you're probably not to gonna grandma. do it. I'm. You know, I have a strong urge to sort of indulge your strange choice of adding Katie Grandma in here by giving her one of the top spots. Well, I think I think the interesting the interesting dark horse as we came as it came up in mine is we don't know to what degree you're invited to the Scott Kurt to the to the Kurt Peter party. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. And that might and that might just bum you out. Well, and and this is this is the crux of the problem for me is that if that is not exactly an equal opportunity for me in that in that triple in the triple thruple? fun time i i don't know that i want to be married to them in That's which right, case yeah. in which case okay does the fuck go to them because of course it probably does but then who do i marry because i don't know that i want to be married to, married turnip to the turnip man. man but if boomer humor has taught me anything you don't want to be married to this kidney grandma because you're gonna be <laughs> complaining about your wife all the time and <laughs> do i want do i not want to turn into the lockhorns uh yeah, you're probably right. Shit. I feel bad, but I have to do the I have to do the exact same choice that Rory made. Fuck. No, no. I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to marry the turnip man and I'm going to fuck the the two. And oh, I'm you only get grandma. one chance to explore that party, Andy. <laughs> if you become the fly on the wall, if you are the Andy fly on the wall watching the party unfold around you, how disappointed. It is disappointing, but I do feel like the biggest opportunity to participate is in a one-time deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then shot. Shoot that shot, Andy. <laughs> and then if I don't like it, I'm not tied to it. They're going to be more open to it because they don't have to like bring you around forever. Yeah, totally. Oh, there's something crazy. Hang on, wait. That's a crazy idea because the the thought of the weight of bringing a person around forever... <laughs> Yeah. Is like that's a, that's something you have to think about if you're if you're a thruple or a poly whatever, and you are bringing other people into this mix, you suddenly have a group dynamic that you have to worry about going places. Like yeah. it's not it's not just oh it's it's me and my husband or my wife or whoever going to see my parents. It's oh I've brought a small village of humans <laughs> to crash on my parents' couch for a week, and then like suddenly it's fucking Lord of the Flies in the living room. Like, like I would have no problem introducing Colossus and Nightcrawler to my family. <laughs> <laughs> they already kind of know. This is my metal Russian and my blue German. And Mom, Dad, I'm dating the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> well, this day was always coming. Metal Russian and blue German. That's an incredible band name, Andy. How dare you? Oh, I was going to say they were cocktails. Metal Rush. Oh, I'll take a Metal Rush and a Blue German. Absolutely. <laughs> Shane, you get them on Adventures to... Campus at Disney. <laughs> Not sponsored. Not, Not sponsored. Affiliated. Shane, you have to tell us what you do. I listen. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Hold on. You want those kidneys. Her fears are not unfounded. You want the kidneys <laughs> for the money on the black market. <laughs> You're going to take I, this woman's kidneys. Listen, I I think that I definitely fuck Turnip Man and I for marry- For 54 minutes. 
it, for exactly 54 minutes, no more, no less. And then it's the perfect <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I am going to marry the, <laughs> the blue German and the metal Russian. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I will be killing turnip grandma or not turnip grandma. I will be killing kidney grandma, but very specifically for that reason. I will yeah, be selling so her you organs get the kidneys. on the black market. <laughs> God, it's just such an angle I hadn't thought about before. That could be true for any one of these Fuck, Mary Kill segments. All of our kills, we could sell the organs. Yes. That's evergreen. Well, some of them, some some of them, them don't really have organs left after I'm done with them. But Sure. Wow. Nice. Wow, Shane. <laughs> All right, well, I think we've all learned something about ourselves, uh, as we always do at the end of these issues. Holy shit. Uh, and and as a little sign-off, I wanted to quote to you uh, a real button that you could actually buy back in 1976 by mailing precisely $1 to Marvel headquarters. It's got a picture of Howard the Duck, and it says, Get down, America. Vote Howard the Duck in 1976. <laughs> And I really, really, really want that button. So if somebody could just sort of mail that to me, that would be amazing. Bye. Bye. <laughs>